I've got a saying, which is on my business card, and the saying is, my unmatched perspicacity coupled with sheer indefatigability makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. And what that basically means is unmatched perspicacity, my ability to perceive things at an unmatched level, coupled with sheer indefatigability, my ability to never become tired, so I can perceive and I never become tired, makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. And people have asked me where that came from, and that's actually a quote of my father's. The story goes as following. My dad was a chess player, but not only was he an amazingly good at chess, imagine him more as he was a chess hustler. So my dad was a hustler. That's who he was. So if, if he had no money and he needed money, he'd walk into a chess club. Back then there was chess clubs everywhere because the internet hadn't taken off. There wasn't internet chess. He'd walk into a chess club and he'd say, you get his last money in the world, 20 bucks, and say, 20 bucks, you get 10 minutes on the clock, I get one minute, I'll beat anyone, I'll, I'll lick any one of you. Literally, you start betting money and just start schooling people. I, I, I was with him when I was a kid. I, was, I used to play chess with him. We used to travel to tournaments together all the time. And he'd just walk in there and start schooling people, licking them, walk in there, 20 bucks, leave for 300. And other grandmasters, everything, at Blitz, the way he played was so aggressive, even if on a longer form game, you could hold out and beat him because it was so aggressive and it came so fast. In these Blitz games, you play for money. He just steamroll people. People couldn't calculate quick enough because my dad was suicidal, sacrificed his queen and shit. That was fucking crazy. The Mike Tyson of chess, forward, forward, forward. So the story was we just gone. We had been in Detroit. I was really young. I was about seven. So we were in Detroit, Michigan. He'd finished a tournament. He had some money. And it was about three o'clock in the morning and we went to a gas station. And at the gas station, I had walked to the back to start looking at crisps and stuff. And I heard the bell of the door ring and some Mexicans walked in and my dad was at the counter purchasing something. I have no idea what happened for the fight to start because the bell rang on the door and about four seconds later, everyone was fighting. I don't know if they pulled a gun on him. I don't know what happened. But when I came, I, I looked around from the counter and my dad had one guy, both of his hands on his neck and his shoulders up to try and protect his head. And the other three Mexican guys were just punching my dad in the head, punching my dad in the head. The Korean guy behind the counter was screaming, stop, I call police, I call police, I call police. And as a kid, I was like, fuck. I'd never really seen that kind of violence before. Also as a kid, so I was absolutely ineffective. But I started instinctually just walking over towards it. I don't know what else the fuck I was gonna do. Maybe I was a little warrior then as well. Thinking about it now, don't know what I was thinking, but I started walking towards it. And my dad, as he had this guy and was being hit, must have seen me out of the corner of his eye. And I remember him screaming. I remember his voice. I'll try and imitate it. It was, stay back. Like that's what he said to me. So I was like, fuck. So I just stood there and watched this fight go down. Anyway, the guys were hitting my father. My dad ended up with his teeth in the guy's face. The guy he grabbed, he, he sunk his teeth into his face. And they were hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. Eventually, one of them got a ball and hit my dad on the head and his knees went. He didn't fall, but his knees went. His head started to bleed. He let go and he kind of turned and all four of them were facing one way and they ran out the store. This was the, the whole event was six seconds, seven seconds. It happened extremely quickly. When the reason is, is it, I'm struggling to recite it because I remember how scared I was at the time. We can all talk to tough man shit. When you're a kid and this kind of shit's happening, it's fucking scary. Like you've never seen it before and that's your dad and there's fucking blood now everywhere. They'd hit him with a glass bottle and the back of his head was bleeding really, really bad. And the, the guy said, the guy behind the counter goes, are you okay? And my dad said, yeah, I'm okay. 
So we stood there, we're waiting for the police. My dad now took his shirt off. My dad was a big guy. Bit of a belly, but like a big guy. And had put it on his head and was holding the blood in. And I didn't say a word and he didn't say a word. I just stood there waiting for the police, waiting for the police, waiting for the police. Anyway, the police officers came. I started asking my dad and the guy behind the counter questions. The police officers came with the guns drawn. The guy behind the counter goes, no, 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 it's not him, it's not him. It's the other guys, the other guys, da, da, da. So the Korean guy vouched for my father. So I started asking him questions, what's your name? He said, Emery Tate. Tell us what happened, Emery. He said, I'll stay at the counter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Start telling the story. Anyway, got to a point where during the questioning, they're standing there. The guy goes to him, so what's your job? My dad said, I'm a chess player. Now, I remember my dad's face was, was badly bruised, really badly fucked up. His head's all bleeding. And the guy behind the counter just told the police the story of how he fought four men on his own. There was also a whole bunch of blood on the floor from the guy's face because my dad took a chunk out of his face with his teeth. And the police officer goes, so what's your job? He said, I'm a chess player. And he goes, a chess player? You just fought four guys. Maybe you should have been something else. And my dad's reply was, my unmatched perspicacity coupled with sheer indefatigability makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. And the police officer stood there with his pad and just asked the next question. I know for a fact he didn't write that down. And even though I was so young, I remembered that sentence from the day he said it. And that may be just be, maybe it's just because I was in the scenario. Maybe it's because I saw it with my own eyes. Maybe it's because I saw the aftermath of my mom crying when we came home and his face was all fucked up and we couldn't afford the medical bills for him to go to hospital to have an x-ray. So he was just laying in bed for like three or four days on a row saying he could get a really bad headache. We were worried about concussion and fucking our grandma had to get money on a loan to send him for an x-ray and all this bullshit. I remember all the emotionality around it. Maybe it's because of all that, or maybe it's just genuinely true. I believe that to be the baddest motherfucking sentence on the face of the planet. What dude, besides my dad, fights four dudes and says, and it comes out with that sentence after his head's been rocked? No one, there's no one else on earth who comes out with sentences or speaks that proficiently. The way my father spoke English was a different level. I don't care how well you know English. I don't care you're watching this right now. You think you're smart. If you spoke to my dad, you end up using a dictionary. You're like, what the fuck? What? That's just how he spoke. He was a linguist. He spoke five, six languages and he knew English. He had a grasp of English like no other person on the planet I've ever known. He knew words I've never heard of. Every time, I, like I said, I'm his son. So, and every single time I spoke to him, I was using a dictionary. It was, it was insane. His, he almost spoke a different version of English. He knew, English has so many words that no one uses. So his, his grasp of the English language was fantastic. And that sentence is especially badass. Imagine you're, and so I use it in general now. I use it with chicks and shit. I can never replicate the awesomeness of the first time he ever said it, but it's a badass thing to say. And I don't mind any of you here learning it and saying it because you know what? It spreads his legacy, say it. But when next time I'm driving, next time sometimes I'm driving my Lambo in the wet and I'm driving like a fucking psycho and everyone else is going slow and it's snowy outside and I'm swerving in and out of cars and I'm sliding the back of it and the girl's like, you're going to crash. It's like, bitch, my unmatched perspicacity coupled with sheer... Indeed, particularly, it makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. In the description below, you'll see a link to CobraTake.com. This website has a full range of digital courses that can improve your life significantly. Not only do we have information on how to obtain and retain women, how to improve your physical fitness, how to improve your body language. We also have information on how to make more money and live a more fulfilled life. On top of this, we also have The War Room, which is a subscription service that allows you to have access to other like-minded individuals around the world. With over 100 people already in the war room, you have access to a pool of talents which can ensure that you make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. 
If you have any further questions on any of the courses, there's an individual video next to each one on the sales page. It's time to improve your